Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. Before we get started today, listeners, I'm going to take a punt and say that it's likely that some of you are gentlemen of a certain age and you've spent slash wasted several hours of your life playing football manager down the years. But if you wanted to get better at the game, you can join our very own Ian McIntosh, author of the world-famous Football Manager Stole My Life, on Tuesday the 25th of May for the Ultimate Football Manager Masterclass. Sports Interactive's Tom Davidson will deliver a top-level briefing on the secrets of FM21 and then former Rangers Aston Villa and Birmingham manager Alec McLeish will pass on some real-life lessons from his nearly 25 years in real-life management. There are top prizes to be won too, including the opportunity to take on McLeish in a live-streamed winner-takes-all game of FM21. The event is all online and you can get your ticket for only £7 right now over at link.dice.fm slash masterclass that's really catchy so we'll do it one more time link.dice.fm slash masterclass hi folks welcome to the final episode of the 59th minute fpl podcast of the season and what a campaign it has been we'll still be talking about this covid19 season in 20 years time I think we'll all enjoy a break from FPL over the summer, but as always, we'll be raring to go again once the game relaunches for next season. The next podcast episode after this one will be shortly after the game goes live for 2021-22, where I'll go through my initial thoughts on the player prices. It will be here before we know it. Between now and then, I'll be switching off completely and recharging the batteries. I'll be given the Euros fantasy a miss this year, it's a Sunday deadline for Game Week 38, 2.30pm UK time, with all 10 matches kicking off at the same time, as is always the case on the final day. I remember doing the Match of the Day Challenge in Game Week 38 last year, and I think I'll be doing the same on Sunday. The headlines from Game Week 37, Andy Robertson and Nat Phillips were the big point scorers for Liverpool in their 3-0 win at Burnley. Robertson provided two assists and Phillips got himself on the score sheet as well as the clean sheet points. Joe Willock scored for the sixth game in a row as Newcastle beat Sheffield United 1-0. Chelsea beat Leicester in the big game in the battle for a Champions League place. Antonio Rudiger and Jorginho the goal scorers there. Brighton came back from 2-0 down to beat Manchester City 3-2 in a great game at the Amex. Joe Cancelo seeing red after just nine minutes. Patrick Bamford continued his fine season with a goal, assist and three bonus for a 12-pointer against Southampton. He's been my nemesis this season. Edinson Cavani scored a contender for goal of the season, but it wasn't enough for Manchester United to get all three points against Fulham. Bruno Fernandes was controversially awarded the assist in that game. Ollie Watkins scored his 14th of the season as Aston Villa beat Tottenham 2-1. He's been amazing value this season, costing just £6 million in game week one. He's one of the player prices I'd be interested to see once the game goes live. You can subscribe to The Athletic right now for a special price of £3.99 a month for six months. That's 40% off the full price of a subscription. 
You'll enjoy great analysis and in-depth features from the very best football writers around, as well as ad-free versions of all our podcasts. Simply visit theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod to take advantage of this special 40% discount. That's theathletic.com forward slash FPL pod. Having had a look through the minutes played by all players in game week 37 this morning, we have a high profile new member to the 59th Minute Club. Welcome Leicester's James Madison. What a disappointing end to the season it's been for the Leicester midfielder. Just one more game week to go, so keep an eye on those clocks, see if there's any more late joiners to the club that nobody wants to be in on the final day of the season. A quick review of Game Week 37. How did it go for me? My transfer, I got rid of Giotta and I brought in St. Maximin, which obviously didn't work out great. No attack and returns from St. Maximin. He's now yellow flagged as well, so he's a doubt for the final day. Hopefully he shakes that off and he's okay. In hindsight, Willock was the Newcastle midfielder to go for. I finished on 49 points, which gave me a small red arrow, 42k to 43k. So as long as I can stay inside the top 50k this weekend, I'll view it as a satisfactory season, all things considered. Captain Salah blanked, but that didn't matter too much because the other high-profile captains like Kane and Bruno didn't do much either. The players who got me the points, the Peckford and Luca Dean double-up, came up trumps against Wolves. Trent got the clean sheet and Antonio returned nine points. And that could have been more if Declan Rice didn't miss that penalty because Antonio won it, so that would have been another assist. Apart from that, it was blanks all around. The final watch list update of the season. I'm already looking forward to building my Game Week 1 watch list for next season whenever we can. Players removed this week. Two Spurs guys, Regulon, who had a nightmare in the last game. And Gareth Bale is gone as well because he didn't start. And I just don't like the fixture against Leicester. Tottenham are really poor during the week. And I don't like that fixture against Leicester who who have it all to play for on the final day. So I won't be buying a Spurs player this week. I also won't be buying any Manchester United players because I think there's a big chance of rotation with that Europa League final just a couple of days later. So the likes of Bruno, Greenwood and Cavani have all been removed from the watch list. Aguero is gone as well. There's a question about him later, so I will come back to him. More importantly, which players have I added to the watch list? Patrick Bamford... That man again, on the watch list, off the watch list, all season, in my team, out of my team. He punished me again during the week. So, very good fixture against West Brom. Fans will be back at Elland Road. So, I can see Bamford finishing the season with a bang. Iheanacho came off the bench against Chelsea to score. I would expect him to be back in the starting 11 for the Tottenham fixture. So, I quite like Iheanacho for that one. And I've added three Liverpool players. Because I sold Jota last week, I've got a spot for a third Liverpool player now. I've got Trent and I've got Salah. And there's a very good chance I'll get a third one for the Crystal Palace fixture. Again, Liverpool have it all to play for. So I like buying players this week who still have something to play for. So Robertson, who had a big performance midweek. Nat Phillips, just really good value. uh, And a big goal threat as well. And Sadio Mane, as a differential. So all those three have been added to the watch list along with Bamford and Iheanacho. 10 Twitter questions to tackle. Now, thanks as always to everyone who sent them in over the course of the season. First one this week is from FPL AO. 
How many points do you think you could realistically turn around on the final game of the season? My mini league is 26 points ahead. Is it possible? And if so, how do I do it? So I've mentioned this story quite a few times, but it's a very probably my fondest ever FPL memory was going into game week 38 and I was 31 points behind and I managed to win the mini league by maybe three or four points, maybe even five or six. So anything is possible on the final day. On that occasion, for me, my rival who was in first had Alexis Sanchez, who I knew he would captain. So I went against the grain, brought in Theo Walcott, who played for Arsenal at the time as well, captained him. Walcott scored a hat-trick, scored me 40 points as captain, and Alexis Sanchez didn't even get an assist in, I think it was a 5-0 win for Arsenal, or maybe it was 5-1. So when I'm thinking of this season... Let's say you're in second place, you're 20 or 30 points behind. I think a good example is probably Liverpool. Let's say your rival in first has Salah, Trent, Robertson, or Salah maybe still has Jota and has Trent. If they don't have Sadio Mane, I think that's a good example here. Your rival will very likely captain Salah. So what you could do is, even with a free transfer, you could you could go Salah to Mane. Or if you don't already have three Liverpool players, you can bring in Mane somehow, give him the captain's armband and hope he does a Theo Walcott, basically. Hope he gets the hat-trick on the final day. You've also got to hope Salah has a very quiet game, which anything's possible in one fixture. So there's probably a couple of other examples. You know, a lot of people have Rafinha. So you could get Harrison and Captain Harrison and hope he massively outscores Rafinha. Little things like that. You've got to go against your rival uh, and do as much differently as possible. But the main thing to have is hope and belief because the famous saying goes, it's not over until a fat lady sings. And that fat lady doesn't sing until 6pm on Sunday. So, you know, have a think, have a look at your rival's team, see where you can be different and just go for it. Um, you know, you don't want to end up Sunday evening saying, ah, I should have took a risk. Because, I mean, if you if you captain Salah and your rival captain Salah, you know, it's very unlikely you're going to close a 30-point gap uh, in one game week. So, yeah, you've got to take a couple of risks. Question from FPL Jack. Is it ever worth taking a hit in Game Week 38? I'm concerned about Bruno and Shaw being completely rested or worse coming on for a one-pointer. So usually I'm not really keen on hits for the final day of the season because when I take a hit, I like to give it a couple of weeks to pay itself back. But I do think there will be managers this week who are in a scenario where you can make a very strong case for a minus four or even a minus eight. The main thing is if you're at risk of not getting 11 players out, let's say you've got a couple of issues on your bench, if you've got quite a few players that are rotation risks, I think a lot of us have concerns over still over our goalkeepers. We've seen a few more goalkeeper uh, switches during the week as well. So yeah, you've got to weigh it up. If there's a big risk that you don't get 11 players on the pitch this week, I think it's absolutely fine to take a minus four in that scenario. Also, if you're if you're one of those people trying to make up ground in a mini league, or let's say you're you're 70k and you want to get to the top 50k, or if you're 20k and you want to get to top 10k, then you can probably make a, a case for it for a couple of hits there to really go for it uh, and to bring in those differential players that could bang on the final day with a good fixture. So yeah, I think you can take hits on the final day of the season, but it all comes down to what kind of scenario you're in. And what your your goals are basically for the final game week of the season. For me, I'm I'm like those teams that are 
are mid-table at the moment. I'm on the beach. I've probably been on the beach as an FPL manager for three or four weeks now. So I'm not really bothered about what happens. So I'm probably just going to make one transfer, avoid the minus four. I think I can, I should be able to get 11 players out without any issues. So I'm just not going to take a hit on the final day of the season. Question from Niku. Who's the best goalkeeper to own in Game Week 38? Niku has a spare transfer and is considering using it on a goalkeeper. So it sounds a bit boring to use your last transfer of the season on a goalkeeper. But if you've got a really strong, you know, 10 outfield players, then absolutely. If your goalkeeper is your weak link, you should fix it no matter whether it's Game Week 4 or Game Week 38. So who's the best goalkeeper to own looking at the fixtures? If cash is no issue and you don't already have three Liverpool, I think Alisson against Crystal Palace is a very good option. Obviously, he's a goalkeeper slash clinical striker now, so could get himself on the score sheet again. Or I quite like Kiko Casilla, the Leeds goalkeeper as well, against West Brom. I was trying to find quotes there earlier before I start recording. Um, I definitely read somewhere that Bielsa has said Casilla is going to be his goalkeeper for the remaining two games of the season. Now, I can't say that with 100% certainty because I couldn't find the quote when I went on Twitter. So if you're considering bringing in Kiko Casilla, go have a look at those, have a look for those quotes and just find it for yourself rather than taking my word for it. But from what I can remember seeing a couple of days ago, it looks like Casilla will be the Leeds goalkeeper again for that West Brom fixture. And I think there's a good chance of a clean sheet there because West Brom are down... Um, you know, Big Sam's on his way out and Leeds have been very good defensively over the last couple of weeks as well. I think Casilla actually got a nine-pointer. I think he might have got a couple of bonus points during the week as well. So I like him or Alisson. They would be my top two goalkeeper picks for the final day. Question from Neil Byrne. Chris Wood has a bit of a differential for the game week. What are your thoughts? Absolutely like that. Chris Wood plays Sheffield United. He... Should have been on the score sheet again. He had a couple of very good chances midweek, so a bit unlucky there. He's just been one of the you know one of the most informed strikers in the league over the past couple of months, and it would not surprise me to see him in the goals again against Sheffield United. Maybe not just one goal. There's you know I think there's potential there for Chris Wood to get a brace or maybe even more if Burnley you know put in a better performance than they did midweek. So yeah, I like Chris Wood a lot. I think if you have Chris Wood, you definitely keep him. And I think he's a pretty good transfer in this week as well. Next question is from Mark Lynch. Favourite differential captaincy punt for the last weekend? So a couple of names come to mind here. I mentioned Sadio Mane already. I always like him as a differential captain this season. His, his ownership has stayed really, really low. Uh, missed another big chance midweek. But against Crystal Palace, again, if you're looking for a differential, I would be taking a punt on Manny and hoping that he outscores Salah. And you could even go both of them in your midfield this week. I think I like that as a differential as well. So Manny as a captain against Crystal Palace, I don't think will be popular, but I like it. And I fancy West Ham to get goals against Southampton as well. So Antonio is an obvious one as a differential captain. I think he'll be my vice captain. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But I also like Lingard, who has been quiet for a while. Got his first attack and return in game week 37 for a couple of weeks. And it wouldn't surprise me for Lingard to have one final say on FPL in the final game week. So I like Lingard as a differential captain against Southampton as well. Question from Henry. Considering Shaw probably won't play that final game, who are the prime replacements? So yeah, it's very worrying if we own Manchester United players. I've got Shaw. I'm probably going to keep him and hope for the best, but you know, it's, I expect him to be rested. I expect most of the big Man United players to be rested because there's only those three days between Game Week 38 and the European final. So who are the prime replacements, Henry asks. Looking at my watch list, Stuart Dallas is an obvious one. He's around the same price as Shaw, so that's an easy switch if you don't have him. I like Cresswell and Kufal at West Ham. I like Cresswell more for the set pieces. He hit the post at uh, in the last game. Phillips at Liverpool. You know, maybe if you're someone who has taken a minus four or if you've got two free transfers, Phillips is a great enabler. If you go Shaw to Phillips, frees up about one and a half million that you can use elsewhere. And finally, I like Chelsea defenders as well against Aston Villa. Chelsea have to get a result in the hunt for the Champions League. So players like Chilwell, Rudiger, you know, even someone like Thiago Silva, Reese James, there's always a slight concern over those guys as Palaqueta. But you can you can probably pick out one or two of those guys that will definitely start. So I like that against Aston Villa as well. Personally, I'd probably go on four, probably Dallas or Cresswell. Um, you know, Phillips is a very good option at Liverpool as well. But I just think Dallas and Cresswell, much more attacking potential. Next question comes in from FPL Teacher. Top three picks for a free hit in game week 38 for each position. So I'm just going to ignore the goalkeepers here because I think goalkeepers is quite tricky and I've already mentioned a couple of them already. So top three picks for each position if I was on a free hit or a wild card this week. Defenders are easy, I think. Trent, Robertson, Dallas. I think they pick themselves. Midfield is not as easy. I think Salah is an easy pick. Rafinha. Probably an easy pick as well with a very good fixture. The The third midfield pick was the one I found hardest here. And I ended up, I went Lingard first and then I, I deleted it. And I put in Willock against Fulham because, quite simply, when you've got a player who's scoring in every game, you know, it was a bit like Lingard a couple of weeks ago. Willock has scored in his last six games. You know, he'll be very, very confident going into that Fulham fixture, which is a very good fixture. So, I'll, you know, I expect to see Willock on the score sheet again for those reasons. So I like Willock as a cheap free hit player and up front again I think this is probably pretty easy Antonio against Southampton Bamford against West Brom and Chris Wood against Sheffield United I think that would be my front three on a free hit this week question from Cheeto Chip hi general inside the top 10k for the first time ever at 8400 my goal is to stay there my team is healthy and it's fairly template and I've got one free transfer 
I'm assuming a hit would be inadvisable given that I am trying to protect my rank. I'm thinking Calvert-Lewin to Bamford as he is highly owned and could do damage. So yeah, basically Cheeto Chip answers all of his own questions here or her questions. If you are where you want to be, if you want to protect your rank, what I would say is don't take any risks this week and I would be very reluctant to take a minus four if you are where you want to be. So in this scenario, I think it's a no-brainer. Calvert-Lewin plays against Man City. Really tough fixture. You can't really be expecting too much from him there. Uh, he's been disappointing recently anyway. Uh, and Bamford's highly owns, in form, great fixture. Uh, so I fancy Bamford, you know, nine times out of ten, I would fancy Bamford to outscore Calvert-Lewin, looking at the fixtures on the final day. So I would do Calvert-Lewin to Bamford, and that should secure your place in the top 10,000. Question from John Lawler. Aguero, yes or no? So at the time of recording on Thursday, the answer to this is no. Because we still have doubts over his fitness. We need to basically see what Pep Guardiola says on Friday in his press conferences. If Pep comes out with a positive update on Aguero. And what we really want him to say is yes, Sergio is fit. Sergio is going to play then yes, I think it's okay to take a punt, but just because he's fit doesn't mean he's going to start. He very unlikely would get 90 minutes, given that he's had a few niggles. You know, last game, Pep will probably take him off. Um, so, yeah, I'm not keen on the Aguero punt, given that there's a lot of other strikers who I've already mentioned who've got really good fixtures, so I would probably lean towards those, uh, and definitely if we don't get a positive update on his fitness. The final question for the season is from FPL Invincible, and that's what I hope to be next season. Do you think Calvert-Lewin to Antonio is a no-brainer transfer for the last game week of the season? Yeah, so the previous question was Calvert-Lewin to Bamford, which is a really good transfer, and I think Calvert-Lewin to Antonio is equally as good. West Ham still playing for a European place. Antonio got his goal in the last game. So I think when it comes down to Antonio versus Bamford again this week, I would be asking myself, who's more likely to play 90 minutes? And I think it's probably Antonio, because we've seen Bamford get those early substitutions. Leeds don't have as much to play for as West Ham do, so I would still be leaning towards Antonio, but we've seen what you know going against Bamford has done for me on many occasions this season. So again, personal preference, there's very little between those two. I think both transfers are good transfers this week. Moving on to captaincy now for Game Week 38. For me, it's going to be Mohamed Salah at home to Crystal Palace. I'm not going to overthink it. Liverpool need to win. Salah looks extremely hungry in the last couple of games for the Golden Boot. He's almost trying too hard, I would say. So I'm hoping for goals from him on the final day of the season. Other Liverpool options, I think, are good captains as well. If you've got Manny, I think he's a great differential captain. Trent is a good option. Even Robertson, I like as a captain for the final day. I, I think I remember two or three seasons ago, I think I remember Robertson having a massive Game Week 38. So there's a couple of nostalgic reasons there as well. I think it was the same day Patrick Van Aanholt and Robertson both had a very big final day of the season. So Robertson, you know, if he does what he did in Game Week 37, he will return a healthy score in Game Week 38 as well. Other options... Bamford, Rafinha, Harrison, even Dallas. I like all of those Leeds guys as captains against West Brom. I fancy them to put in a big performance in front of their fans. I like Antonio as a captain against Southampton. Looking at the other fixtures, 
I don't love them. Leicester versus Tottenham, don't really like that for Harry Kane. Wolves versus Manchester United, rotation concerns over the United guys. And Manchester City versus Everton, who knows what kind of team Pep is going to put out for that. So I think Liverpool is the place to go for captaincy. Leeds guys would be my second choice, and then Antonio would be a close third. Looking at my potential transfer for Game Week 38, unfortunately my last transfer of the season is probably going to be have to be in defence because that's my weak area. I've got Joel Ward against Liverpool, don't want to play him. I've got Saiz, plays Manchester United and may not even start. Luke Shaw, question marks over whether he starts. Luke Dean plays Man City. So Trent is the only one of my five defenders that I can be confident in this week. So... I've got three or four million in the bank, so I can basically remove Joel Ward for anyone in defence. So I think most likely will be Andrew Robertson to go for that double up with Trent Alexander-Arnold. The other option is Stuart Dallas, who again haven't owned enough this season. He's been doing well recently as well and, and could go big on the final day. So for me, I think it'll come down to Ward to either Robertson or Dallas. But I also need to see what the story is with St. Maximan's injury. I do have Emile Smith-Rowe as my first sub, so I could just hang on to St. Maximin. Even if he doesn't play, hopefully Smith-Rowe gets another start and I can play him. So again, I'm, I'm pretty sure I won't take a minus four and I and I am pretty sure that I will make a transfer in defence. So regardless of what the story is with St. Maximin, I'll probably hold them uh, and just see what happens. I want to say a huge thank you to you, the listener, for taking the time to listen to the podcast this season, whether you've been here since game week one or you joined us halfway through the season. I hope it was helpful. I hope it helped you to achieve your goals and to win those all-important mini-leagues. I look forward to having you back next season as we go again in the hunt for the ultimate prize together, which is winning FPL outright. If you'd like to support me as a full-time fantasy manager, check out patreon.com forward slash general. Best of luck to you all for the final day of the season and I'll talk to you again when we know the player prices for next season. Have a great summer break and enjoy the Euros. The Athletic.